And I, I just want to ask you, how has the start of your year been? How has it been? Has things been progressing for you? Has things been moving forward? You know, and I trust and I pray uh, that things are moving for you. And more importantly, that each and every one of us here will continue to experience God's leading in our lives. And as He leads, you know, you will experience that peace that surpasses understanding and that truly His joy will be our strength. Amen? You know, I, I'm still not used to seeing my son uh, back in kindergarten. After one and a half years of online classes, he is finally back in school with his friends, you know, with his teachers, and he's super excited about going back to school. You know, definitely, I would say that he's way more excited than I am. Uh, he is a very dutiful student in comparison to me, you know. I'm always looking forward to holidays. He's looking forward to school and to classes. And uh, he definitely did not get that from me. And I, and I hope that enthusiasm uh, carries on for some months. You know, and speaking of new things, we are in the theme of new season and new opportunities. And this has been the focus for the church for the last year. And this will also be the theme for this year. And it was really wonderful to hear the many testimonies during our Thanksgiving service uh, on 31st December. You know, just listening to how God is working in your life, how He is leading you in the many new seasons and the many new opportunities, you know, was very encouraging for me personally. And I believe God still desires to do new things in our lives today and for this year. And I believe that He will never stop stretching our faith to the next level as we walk with Him. And you know, church, as we continue to reflect, as we continue to think about and pray about for this new year and the new season that God is perhaps leading you personally into, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and I from this particular passage in the Bible. And if you have your Bible with you, would you go with me to the book of First? Chronicles. Okay, would you go with me to the book of First Chronicles chapter 4? And First Chronicles is found in the Old Testament. It is a two-part book, First and Second Chronicles, and it's actually a record of Israel's history of how Israel started as a people of God and how it became a nation, a chronicle, so to speak, hence the name Chronicles. All right, and so we're going to be reading from First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. And I want to read to you from the NIV translation. And it says this in verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted His request. And God granted His request. And you know, church, there have been many writings and many books and many sermons that came out of this passage, especially the famous Prayer of Jabez, that book written by Bruce Wilkinson. And you know, ju just Google the Prayer of Jabez and you will find countless of resources on the internet. But this morning, I would like to come from a slightly different angle and speak on the subject of blank is not my name. Blank is not my name. All right? Come, let's pray even as we look to the Word of God this morning. 
Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for the moments that we share around your word. It's truly at this moments that we see you. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask that you begin to open our eyes to see what you are doing in us. Open our ears to hear you and help us to have that faith to believe and to dare to step out to be all that you are calling each and every one of us to be in 2022. So, Lord, we thank you. We commit the rest of this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. No, I'm not sure how many of you are basketball fans and you watch the NBA, the National Basketball Association, and I'm not sure how many of you watch their matches. I'm a big fan of basketball. I know I used to play a little bit of basketball when I was younger, and if I ever had to choose a favorite sport, basketball would be it. And I like it because it's a very high-intensive team game. Everyone has their roles, and everyone has to synergize, everyone has to work together. If one player slacks, the entire team is affected. Now, I don't usually watch the entire match because of the timing of the matches. Uh, they are usually around a graveyard time in Malaysia, but I will catch up with the highlights after the match is over. And in 2016, it was the end of the NBA season, and the NBA Finals I know, were going on. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers were going up against the Golden State Warriors. And uh, whichever team that wins, they will be crowned the champion of the entire season. And that is a big deal in the NBA. And in order for any team to win, a team will need to win four games. Okay, the, the team will need to win four games. And the Cavaliers were losing one to three. And so the Warriors just needed one game to win the entire championship for 2016. Just one final game. They just need that push uh, through one last game and they will be crowned champions. But the Cavaliers didn't give up. Uh, you know, a lot of people were telling them to just give up and just try again in the next year. But they did not give in to the pressure of the game. Losing was not part of their vocabulary. Uh, they re-strategized, they reorganized and they pushed through. In fact, they outperformed the Warriors and they took them by surprise. In the midst of tremendous pressure, in, in the midst of adversity, the Cavaliers won the next game and the next game. So the score now is tied 3-3. Okay? And it could go either way. And so the stakes were very high, the pressure was very high, and it's now both a mental game and a physical game. And finally, after giving their best, the Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA uh, Finals and were crowned the top team for 2016. And it was an exciting NBA Finals to watch. The Cleveland Cavaliers became one of the best comeback stories in NBA. In the midst of quite a challenging circumstance, the Cleveland Cavaliers did the unthinkable and they won. And I'm thinking similarly for us in 2022. No, you and I, we have gone through so much for the past couple of years, and especially for our nation. No, we have had COVID-19 just like the rest of the world. We have gone through two government changes, uh, even though it just looks like one with just some name changes. We have gone through countless MCOs and their variations, and uh, even now, we are going through the aftermath of the flood that hit our nation a couple of weeks back. I know some of you your family members and some of your friends have been affected by the flood. And my heart goes out to you 
know, many houses are damaged, the vehicles are not covered by insurance, uh, the furniture, the appliance, the kitchen appliances, uh, they can't be used anymore or they need a lot of fixing up. And just when we are starting the new year, you know, when people are just beginning to look forward for new things, for, for exciting things, all these things happen. And perhaps because of these things, some of us here this morning, you know, we may be a little bit uncertain about the year. Maybe you may be thinking, ah, want to start the new year. Oh, so very kangkor, ayo. Very hard to start engine. But in the midst of the circumstance that we are in, in the midst of life's challenges, in the midst of adversity, I believe we can still push through and thrive. You know, in the past two years, I've seen Malaysians, the people of Malaysia, coming together to serve and help one another through thick and thin across the various races and religions. And just as how the Cleveland Cavaliers did the unthinkable, the rocket at large have pushed through the negative thoughts, the negative emotions, despite the adversity at hand. And all the more for us, as followers and disciples of Christ, I believe that you and I, we can come out of any situation stronger and better because of the hope that is found in Jesus. Now friends, this definitely does not negate the trying situations, the challenging circumstances that we are in. But in Jesus, we can have peace in the storms of life that we are in. Because of Jesus, we know who holds our hands and we know who holds our future in His hands. And there are some things that we can learn together from the passage of Scripture that we read earlier. And these are some key principles that you and I can live by. Now, first and second chronicles are records of Israel's history, and they most likely were written by either Ezra or Nehemiah. And these chronicles were important for the people back then because many of the Judeans they were returning from exile. They were captured and they were brought into a foreign land under King Nebuchadnezzar, and they stayed there for many, many years and now they are brought back into their homeland. But things are a little bit different, and the people face some great difficulties. Their capital city, their temple had been destroyed, foreigners had come in and stayed in their places, and they were no longer ruled by their own king. But in the book of Chronicles, the author reminds the people that God can still fulfill His purpose. And so, Going all the way back to Adam, the author tells about the origin of the people of Israel and he reminds them of their calling as a people of God. And in the midst of writing the origin story of the people of Israel, we find Jabez's story being highlighted. On one hand, it is quite strange to suddenly have a significant highlight about this guy, Jabez, whom we are given neither head nor tail. But on the other hand, it made perfect sense to insert him in. You know, it's as if the author was telling the people of Israel, hey guys, hey guys, this guy, Jabez, he is important. Pay attention to him. And I believe it is the same for us today. We may not have gone through a similar situation like the people of Israel, 
but we definitely had some trying seasons in the past couple of years, and we are still trying to navigate ourselves in it. And that's something that we can learn from Jabez. No, the Bible does not give us any clue about Jabez, except that he is from one of the clans from the tribe of Judah. And the other fact is that his mom chose to call him Jabez, which sounds like the Hebrew word for pain, simply because his mom gave birth to him in pain. Okay? Which is quite strange and quite odd because I have not met any woman who gave birth without pain. Okay, my, I, my wife has given birth three times and, you know, it was not without pain, alright? So anyway, names were important in their culture. Uh, it was kind of, kind of prophesying over Jabez, Jabez's life, okay? You know, it's kind of saying to him, Hey, you are called Jabez. You are pain. You are born from pain. You will be a pain and you are going to be in pain for the rest of your life. You know, Jabez. What a name, huh? It's, yeah, a side note for those of you who are expecting, uh, please do not ever call your kid Jabez, okay? He or she will never hear the end of it, right? Uh, so, anyway, Jabez had this proclamation, had this declaration over his life. And, uh, but guess what Jabez did? He did not settle for anything than God's best for him. He did not settle for anything than God's best for him. His whole perspective, his whole outlook of life was totally in contrast with his name. It was in total opposites with his circumstances. It's as if he was shouting back to the world, pain is not my name. Pain is not my name. And let's take a look at the way he prayed, at the way he cried out to God. In verse 10, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. This implies God's providence. This implies God's providence. And this was not just a mere blessing for good health or for wealth. In the Hebrew word here, in this text, it means abundant blessing. It means blessing that overflows it is seeing divine providence in his life. It is having his soul prosper. And friends, you and I, we know that we can have good health, we can have wealth, but if our soul does not prosper, that's not really blessing. Our soul prospers when we can have peace in the storms. Our soul prospers when we can have joy that strengthens us and a hope for tomorrow. That's when our soul prospers. Our soul prospers when we learn to see God's providence in every area of our lives despite the circumstances that we are in. And so, the first thing that Jabez asks of God is His providence. Oh, that you would bless me. Secondly, Jabez said to God, Enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. And this implies purpose. This man living in God's purpose, walking in God's calling for his, his life. It means being ready to go and do whatever God is calling him, God is asking of him, God is leading him to. 
It means going to conquer new territories that God will lead Jabez to. Because back in those days, every clan was allocated a certain territory. And in order to have more or new territories, it means going outside of their comfort zone to claim and conquer new land, new territory from their enemies. And so in some sense, it means expanding the kingdom of God. And you and I, we too, we can ask God to enlarge our territories this year in 2022. If it's God's direction, if it's God's leading, then friends, go and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Enlarge my territory. Man, I love, I simply love it. It speaks of exciting things that are yet to come. It speaks of stepping into God's purposes for our lives. It speaks of obedience and faith and trust to go where God is calling us to. And that's the second thing which Jabez prayed for. God's purpose for his life. And thirdly, Jabez cried out to God, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. It's as if Jabez was saying, you know, God, I want your presence in my life. God, I want your presence in my life. You know, with God's presence comes His favour with Him and with men. With God's presence come the anointing to fulfil God's purposes for our life. With God's presence, we are renewed, we are refreshed from the weariness of this world. With God's presence, we can know and we know in our heart that greater is He who is in me than he that is in the world. God's presence in our lives. And I pray that it will be so for each and every one of us this year, in 2022, that you and I, we will experience God in a whole new way, that His presence will fill our homes, His presence will fill our families, His presence will fill our offices, our schools, our community, His presence will fill our relationships, our friendships, our activities. And that we become more aware as well of His presence in our lives. And the final thing which Jabez cried out to God is this. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Now, it sounds as if Jabez is asking God for protection. You know, put a hedge of protection around me so that I will be free from suffering and pain. Right? It sounds like it, doesn't it? But friends, that's not what it actually means. Jabez knows that in life, it is impossible to run away from life's challenges and hardships. It is simply impossible. After all, he was named pain for a reason. So he was not asking God to keep him from suffering. Suffering is inevitable in life simply because we live in a fallen world even though redemption is at work. But you and I, we can still experience God's presence. We can still see God's providence. We can know God's purpose in the midst of suffering. And Jabez knew that. And the word harm here in its original Hebrew translation, has a closer meaning to sin. 
And so in other words, Jabez was asking God to help him not to sin because he knows there are consequences of sin and the consequences of sin brings about pain in his life. And so Jabez was actually asking God to help him to persevere, to have that persevering power to walk right with God. And these four things that Jabez prayed for was in complete contrast with his name. His name meant pains, but he asked God for his providence. His name meant pain, but he asked for God's purpose to be done in his life. His name meant pain, but he cried out to God for God's presence to fill his life. And he, even though his name meant pain, he asked God to help him walk right before him. It's completely opposite from his name. In the midst of adversity, in the midst of negative circumstances, Jabez did the opposite. And Jabez teaches us a couple of things here that we can live by in 2022. He shows us how we can thrive in the midst of adversity. And so, how do we thrive in the midst of adversity? Well, we live to our very best over the things that we have control over. And what was in Jabez's control? Verse 9 tells us that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. What a statement. I believe this is such a powerful statement because it implies that Jabez walked right before God and he lived right among his peers. So number one, be honorable. Everybody say to me together, be honorable. Now again, this has to do with his outlook of life. Jabez could very easily given in to his circumstances. Oh, no, I, I'm called pain. No, oh, I have been destined for pain. Oh, I have been made to, to be pain. So I will be a pain for everybody else. He could have done so and no one could fault him for it because, hey, that was the name given. But Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. Jabez chose to walk right before God and to live right among his fellow men. He knew his God. He knew God, who God is calling him to be. And, but, and he knew he, he was created for more than what his circumstances were painting for him. His identity in God became the trajectory of how he lived his life. You know, I have a friend who has been in the food business for many years. And uh, it was quite tough for him to get a certain certification so that his food can be accepted by a certain group of people in Malaysia. But he wanted to pursue that certification so that his food, have, his food can have a greater reach. But it was a very tedious process. You know, he has, his kitchen has to be set up in a certain way. The preparation of the food has to be done in a certain manner. And uh, from the time my friend submitted the application, there will be an unannounced inspection. And the certification inspector will just show up unannounced to check if everything is in order. And even if things are in order, the chances of getting the certification is still very slim, especially if you are not from a certain race or from a certain religion. 
And so it was a very stressful time for my friend. And many people uh, told my friend to just, you know, give a little bit of incentive. Just uh, give a little bit so that when the, certific- the certification inspector comes, he will pass with flying colors. But my friend refused adamantly to give that little bit of incentive. He argued, why should he stoop to live on that level when he is on right standing before God? My, my friend did not budge and stood by his principles. And when the day came for the inspection, my friend got that certification without having to give any incentive. Friends, live honorably before God and before men. How we live is within our control. Live honorably. And besides living honorably, Jabez shows us another thing that is within our control, and that is standing on the Word of God. Standing on the Word of God. Say, with me, say together with me, stand on the Word of God. No, Jabez dared to believe and he dared to declare prophetically the Word of God over his life. His prayer to God, his cry to God, is a reflection of him knowing his identity in God and of him understanding his calling from God. And friends, that comes from a place of learning to stand on God's Word. No, church, everything else around us may be shaking, but the Word of God stands firm forever. We can trust in His promises for our lives for our families, for our future, for our career, for our relationships, for our health, forever. God's Word will never, ever change. Not even a single stroke will go missing from it. And so in 2022, let us dare to believe and let us dare to declare prophetically the Word of God over our lives. And this morning, even as we come to a close, as I invite the worship team to come, you know, this morning's sermon is is a very personal one to me. You know, towards the end of last quarter, I usually will bring the new year before the Lord and ask Him, what is His word for myself? What is His word for my family? What is His direction for us? And you know, God has been leading us to a certain direction for the past couple of years. And I've been having questions, you know, I've been having some doubts about it. And the future can seem a little bit uncertain. And I think one, one thing the events of the past two years have shown us is that the future is very uncertain. Anything can happen at any time. Now, who knows? There might be a new pandemic five years down the road. And just like anyone... I do have my moments of doubt and fear. And the Holy Spirit brought me to this passage that we read this morning. And He reminded me to dare to ask God for His providence, to dare to walk in His purposes and fulfill it in my family, to dare to believe that His presence is with me in every season and that He will fill us with persevering power so that we can continue to be His light wherever God is leading us to. And church, this morning, I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to all of us as a church as well, in the things that we have control over, how we live this life, 
Let us be honourable in it. Let us stand on the Word of God. We walk right before Him. We live be above reproach with our fellow men. And friends, let us be faith-filled, full of faith to declare the promises of God and to speak prophetically the Word of God over our lives to speak life in our situation, to speak life in our families, to speak life in our future, our relationships, our workplaces, in our schools, to speak life over our community, over our nation. And when it comes to things that are out of our control, we do what Jabez did. We simply trust God. You know, Jabez, he could not have known how God would respond to his prayer. Jabez could not have foreseen that by him living honorably, it would produce a certain... He only knew that how he lived was in his control. His perspective of his life was in his control. His interactions with the people around him were in his control. How much he relied on God was in his control. The results, he simply trusted God with them. And what did God do? God granted his request. God granted his request.